Hey, welcome to Mary Bird's Backyard Garden Podcast. Today we're here with Jeff. And Mary. And we're going to talk gardening and uh, some other little stuff too for you. So I have some, some treats for you. Just to let you know, we are located in Central Texas. So when we're talking gardening, we're going to mainly be talking Central Texas type gardening and in our zone. But I'm going to let Mary do that. Uh, just a little background. We're a husband and wife team. I'm the infrastructure guy. I move all the rocks and put the fences up, and <laughs> Mary does all the gardening, architectural items, and uh, she's the expert on the gardening. I'm just the uh, the hired help. So there's uh, no expert. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we do want to welcome you, Mary. So why don't you give us a little bit of an idea of what you've been doing lately? Uh, we are approaching here in Texas our cold weather time. So uh, how are we working on the garden? What are we doing there? We're in the Texas Hill Country in Central Texas, like my husband said, like Jeff said, and we've recently been changed in our growing zone to 9A, which doesn't have a huge impact, but it means some things may survive the winter better nowadays since the climate is getting warmer. But what most people are most concerned about is covering their plants for the really cold snap like we just had last night. You weren't cold, were you? A little bit. I did have a question. So I've seen some people covering stuff. I've seen some very flimsy, uh, almost see-through type coverings. And then I've seen a little bit of the heavier. And we've seen some even where the wind has just kind of blown them up. So what what's your recommendation on that when we're covering our plants? When you're covering your plants, you can use all sorts of material. The flimsy material is probably a form of like a polypropylene sheeting. Maybe they got it at a home supply store, home, uh, you know, like Home Depot Depot or Lowe's or or somewhere like that. Um, They also sell blankets specifically for plants. But you could use old comforters, sheets. You could use towels, anything. The most important thing really that I see most people do is they'll cover the plant, but they want to tighten it to the trunk of the plant so that it's not um, reaching the ground. The most important thing you want to do is to drape that covering and secure it to the ground so that the heat from the earth will come up around the stem and leaves and capture more heat around the roots. Oh, that makes sense. And the other thing is... It's very interesting, but if you have a very tender plant and you're able to do a covering, a small airspace, and another covering over that and secure it, you will increase your zone of survival by two zones. So here we're 9A, or really we were 8B, so most plants, you know, I would still follow the rules for 8B, but you could go to, say, 6B if you could, or if you're able to follow those. So, like if you have a tender, tender citrus and you were able to do the double covering, you would be very fine during the winter. So, from a zone standpoint, so you, you said we're what, 9A now? Is that right? We're currently 9A. So as the numbers get larger and smaller, like if we were going up north, would the numbers get smaller then? Smaller. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Interesting. They get smaller and then they increase as you go down towards south Texas, down into the the valley. 
on okay. down towards Brownsville. So I know we're out there at the garden centers looking for plants. I know you're always looking to on the, on the labels and on the uh, tags to see what where they're hardy and kind of where they go. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're talking about then, right, is uh, making sure that we're finding plants that will survive best here in our zone. Yes. Okay. Or if you're looking for a container plant, you want to look for it to be hardy to two zones lower than your zone. That way it's likely to survive the winter in a container. So for instance, we would look for plants for 6B to grow in a container. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So what if, uh, now we talked a little bit about kind of general items that are uh, good to know when winter starts hitting. What have we done here recently? Our garden mainly my main focus has been if the plant survives the winter, then it's a good plant. It's something in the perennial beds. And most of our plants, we have a lot of natives. We do attract a lot of pollinators for our area. So I tend to leave the plants up to shelter all the different um, pollinators and all the different wildlife And then I won't trim the plant until further into the winter. Um, Having the plant growing and covering the roots offers shelter. If the leaves fall off the tree, I tend to leave them for the winter so they could help shelter the roots. Okay. And we, we haven't really run out to cover too much because a lot of our plants are slated for growing in our area. Okay, nice. Any other tips or anything that we've uh, we need to do? Is there anything that you and I need to get out in the garden and do now that we had a quick cold snap here? We we got really cold really quick, and I know it'll heat up again here in another day or so. But what should we be doing this year? We had some pretty substantial rains before we had our cold snap. Now, in a year where maybe it's more dry, I would definitely recommend watering very well you know that that cold snap is coming, water your plants prior to the cold snap. That's another thing to help the plant survive. Even though most of your plants are probably dormant, there's still some things that are going on under the ground in the soil that you want to maintain a good environment for. Okay. So that's a big tip. That's one of my best. Nice. I like it. So one other thing that I that I noticed, and obviously I did more than notice because I helped you set it up. <laughs> we did set up some shelving and some indoor growing lights uh, not too long ago. Um, we had a nice, I think it was three shelves, two or three shelves, and we got some lighting that strung together, put a timer on it. So we made sure the lights come off and on at a certain time in one of the rooms. But can you tell us a little bit about what we're trying to attempt to do there? Well, as we get into the cold weather, which doesn't last as long in Texas as it does other places, you do want to start a lot of your spring gardening um, during the winter. So, for instance, December 15th, I put in tomato seeds, and we put up barina plant lights on some shelves in the growing room, and um, those are going to help us to start. We have two really good growing seasons here in our area. We have spring. Then during the hot part of the year, we just 
try to keep going. And then we have fall gardening. So during the winter, I'm trying to start seeds under lights. I'm really a novice at this, but we're, <laughs> we've been doing pretty good. We started about eight tomato plants so far, and um, I'm looking to start some more here this coming week. Now, I I did have a problem. Yeah, I was I was, was going to ask you before we <laughs> before we came in and, and started talking on the podcast. Um, very rare do we have to turn our heat on here in Texas, um, but we yeah. definitely have had a cold snap, and we definitely had to turn our heat on. We we were way down there. We've been in the teens here for a day or so, and so Mary, I know you brought in the plants that were had we had under the grow lights, and I I think maybe a little bit of a surprise kind of kind of happened. I know that when you came in, you were um, a little surprised that I think because we turned the heater on, I think it had a little bit of effect on the plants that we have. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened? And uh, hey, this is, you know, that's what we do. We learn uh, as we go along here and try to pass that along to you guys. But what what happened here when we had to turn the <laughs> heater on? <laughs> yes. Um, so my tomatoes were going Really well, growing great guns. I'd say they're like uh, maybe four inches tall now. For some of them are maybe a little taller than that. And they look so healthy. They were just beautiful, leafing out. And then the cold snap, and we turned the heater on upstairs for the past two days because we were worried about the pipes. You know, right. we didn't want freeze or anything like that. And what it did was... Dried the soil out before, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Right. And um, I'm using some bottom watering trays here, so I didn't check. But maybe I caught a few of them in time. I know that with tomatoes especially, it's a pretty significant setback to have any sort of moisture issues. So we're going to have to just see what we could do. Oh, well, it's interesting. Very, <laughs> very, I think we were both surprised when you came in because I looked at them a few times over the last week mm. or so, and they looked like they were going great. They were going I great. commented to you how how nice they looked up here. Um, the ones that had the most trouble were the cherry tomatoes. Oh, okay. The ones that seem to have held on pretty good are the Black Beauty tomato. And the solar flare tomato from uh, Baker Creek Seeds. So we'll we'll just have to keep an eye on it and see what happens. Okay. See if they recover. Well, we have the setup. We have, uh, as I say, the infrastructure in place. Four, <laughs> four shelves of lighting. We do, we do. So we yeah. can definitely get some more started. And it's it's early, yeah. early in the winter season well, here. I did want to talk a little bit about that too. Let me move these out of the way. Okay. So that is one tip. To, do you guys remember if uh, if you are growing inside and you have your heater on? I think it'd be a good idea to, to keep a pretty close eye on the on the on the seeds and the, the plants that you you have going there, just to make sure that they're still going going well and still have water. It's a learning event for me this year because watering seeds is one of the biggest challenges. You don't want to overwater because then you will cause them to do dampening off. I think it's called. And they just kind of fall over. So, you know, it's always a learning type situation. And as I find more information about it and more ways to check 
to see how you're doing, I'll definitely pass them along. Great, great. But right now, one of the things that is great for our area is that we can start our warm season flowers. That would be your zinnias and gomfrinas and sunflowers and other, because I would say um, gaillardia, perhaps. You might try starting that. Salvias, perhaps. And you could start those seeds indoors right now. That's very good. And also, um, I wanted to look up here, because I am using this year the Texas Gardener 2024 Planning Guide and Calendar. My husband got me a subscription to Texas Gardener this year. And tomatoes are the big thing in December and January for Texas gardeners. So I would recommend this magazine. It's got a lot of tips. And um, I also want you to know that this is a very, very good time for in-ground sowing of things like pansies, dianthus, kale. You could still put those in the ground, even though we're experiencing Mm. cold temperatures. That's interesting. And you want to feed them every two to three weeks Mm -hmm, with a little liquid fertilizer. Okay. Also, um, you could start lots of seeds indoors, your broccoli, beets, cabbage, any of your cold crops are very good spring crops. So that's what we're going to be doing. Okay. Very good. And we're going to be keeping an eye on the, uh, the heater, right? Make sure that they don't dry. <laughs> on the water. <laughs> <laughs> on the water. All right. Uh, is that very good. So what else? Uh, do you have anything else for us today? What do you like to see in the garden, Jeffrey? What do you? I am more of a flower it? person. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Don't get too excited about the veggies and things. Um, I like to kind of look out in the backyard and in the garden that you put together, and like to see colors. I like to see the uh, the birds coming. We have a lot of lizards here. We have a lot of critters in the backyard <laughs> in general, but they're lizards and frogs and. Birds, butterflies, um, mm-hmm. butterflies. Mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. Uh, so I, I really like seeing that. I like going back there. It's kind of kind of nice and soothing to just sit back there and watch. And of course, we have our two puppies that like to uh, <laughs> to chase all the, all the lizards and whatever else they find back there. They they never catch them, but they do have fun chasing them. So for me, I'm more of a. I think I'm more of a flower person. I know that as we have built the garden, and we really are pretty new at it. We just put in the garden in 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely have added roses. Roses. Oh, are, I'm a rose guy. Uh, yeah, I like my rose roses. Guy. You like your roses. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, if your roses are repeat bloomers, January is a very good time to get out there and do a bit of pruning hmm. on your roses. You don't want to prune spring flowering roses or shrubs. But January and February here in our area are very good to be cutting back your ornamental grasses, your shrubs, many of your trees that you would like that are not spring bloomers. So, yep, that's another another thing we have. Looks like we have some things to look forward to. Your favorite flower. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of work for you. Well, very good. That's very nice. So, I know we, uh, we do like to kind of also add in like a uh, subject of the week, whether it's a plant or a book or something else that we've learned. So what do you have for us today, Mary? Today, I wanted to talk about technology in the garden, or really 
This is a house plant. We're going to talk about technology in this house plant. Jeff is my IT guy, so he's going to help me out on this issue quite a bit. We found a very striking plant that is only identified as large foliage when we went shopping the other day. It just says large foliage, so we don't know what it is. And I was looking at ways to find out what it is, and there was an app that was recommended on um, several sites. And I was going to see if I could uh, use this app to identify this plant. The app, see, the app is called PlantNet. Hmm. And let's see what it comes up with here. All right, let me see. I'm going to, I'm looking at this. I've tried iNaturalist, and it did not come up with the... Oh, I'm surprised. I usually, that's usually pretty accurate when we've used that in the past. We have used that in the past, yes. Well, here we go. This is called PlantNet under... World flora, it is called Alocasia sanderiana w bull. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Very nice. I'm pretty excited about using this app. Well, good. Good. Have you have you tried using it? We have used iNaturalist to identify other things. I've used iNaturalist, I've not used that one, but um then again I kinda leave the plant stuff to you. I'll uh do the heavy work. I'll move it around for you <laughs> and build something for you. But um, I do kind of leave the plant stuff to you when we're doing that. Well, let's see how we're supposed to grow it. We'll have to look that up and come back. Common names of this is Polly. Very nice. Chris plant. And we're going to have to look up how to take care of it, and then I'll get back with you about Well, that. we'll look it up, and then uh, we also have a blog that accompanies our podcast, Uh it's marybirdgarden.com. We'll put that information out there as well. I may picture of the plant for you. You can kind of see what we're talking about. Um, maybe we should put a little picture of those uh, dried out plants for them too. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Show them what happens when, when you take your eye off the ball for a minute. Oh, my goodness. I agree with you there. Okay. I well, think we could do that. Very good. Very good. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us here. Um we, like I said, we do have a, a, a companion blog website. It's marybirdgarden.com. We appreciate you guys joining the podcast. We hope you subscribe and we'll plan to do these on a weekly basis and give you some updates and kind of let you go on a journey with us as we, we go through our backyard gardening. Um, by no means, I think, are we expert. Mary is very good at this stuff, but we're all just kind of trial and error when we're, we're doing trial these. trial and error. Yeah. And it's kind of nice just to pass things along. I hope you guys learned something from it as well. Thank you, Jeff. I couldn't have said it better. Very good. Okay, guys, thanks again for joining. Uh, Hope you join us next week, too. And we'll see you next week on the Mary Bird's Backyard Garden Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.